You are listening to 4, Raw, from 4, Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. Yeah, three points is all that matters, but we all went 2-0, didn't we? We did. Yeah, and it was, it's very rare you can actually predict the score in the game, but it, it was, as we all thought, and basically Newcastle never really opened up. Once you score a first call against those teams, it becomes particularly easy. And Carrius made one really outstanding save. Towards the end of the first, first half. First half, apart from that. We were good. Is that the first clean sheet we kept at home for a while? Would that be right? Possibly. Have we got that totally wrong? Possibly. I don't know. It was all very predictable. Like Laro said, we all even the score. Even the substitutions were Yeah, everything was very predictable today, wasn't it? Patience was the key. Um, you know, the goal come at the right time. jam forward to super run by Salah and goes for goal and very nearly catches out Dubravka it's Van Dijk who approaches it it's Lovren it's half away Lovren again and it just struck Marina who got in the way plenty of time for Van Dijk to pick a header out cushion it down well this is broken for Oxley Chamberlain and moving at pace Oxley Chamberlain Mohamed Salah first touch and the second into the back of the net Oxley Chamberlain carves Newcastle apart and Mohamed Salah is the one man on the field that you can't leave unmarked one touch to control two to finish 1-0 Liverpool said that a few times this season Kennedy's cross for Gale does have support hanging round the box Marino lovely back heel Diame shot oh, that's a brilliant save absolutely outstanding hand from Loris Carriers. well the passes went astray they're still moving forward and here's Firmino space wide left that's Tamane brilliant absolutely wonderful Liverpool goal for all the money in the world it looked the ball was going to Robertson Newcastle thought that as well Firmino He's too bright for that. Picked out Mane, and Mane picks out the back of the net.
Shaking it up with a new show. This is For Raw. For Raw is an official podcast of Four Fields of Anfield Road. We are at www.foresight. That's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E.com. A great international community of Reds. Thank you very much for joining me on the show. I, my name is Joe. I'm your host. And once again, I am not alone. Say hi, Aaron. Hey, hey. Feeling good. Feeling great. Very good. Say hi, Stan. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Good evening. And returning with a new label, say hi to Coach Cam. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> Great to have you guys on the show. 2-0 versus Liverpool, uh, versus Newcastle. Um, not a very, very happy return for Rafa. Uh, a great welcome for him, though, when, uh, when the game started. Um, we'll kick this uh, two-minute review of the game uh, from each of you, starting with Aaron, Stan, Cam, uh, Coach Cam. Aaron, go. Yeah, just a professional result. I say result because a 2-0 is always good. Um, the the uh, the play on the field was, was here and there, and some was good, some wasn't, but we did enough to get to win, so I'm happy. Very good. Stan? You know, all in all, I think, you know, you really have to give credit to the midfield today. Um, shouts to Ox and Hendo, really, for controlling the midfield play. Yeah. Um, I thought Ox was very vibrant, uh, just going box to box. I think we continue to see him evolve as that true number eight that we need at the midfield position. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby was his usual self, uh, just distributing, pressing, tackling. Yep. Uh, obviously, the link-up play with Mane for the second was just beautiful uh Mane starts and finishes that goal which is something that we haven't seen much of this season mm-hmm. uh and another clean sheet precarious yeah that's right that's right okay coach yeah no uh i was uh very very satisfied with the performance just like um <clears throat> stan was mentioning with with ox he uh he just seemed to be all over the pitch um, and he just the I think his his assist to Salah reminded me a little bit of his, his goal against Man City, where he's just just driving at the defense after after a, um, a mistake by them, and and then we capitalize this time. He opens up space for Salah. Yep. Um, I love I love to see uh, Salah uh, tucking in into the into the middle of the pitch kind of in that center forward range because Bobby's always dropping off and, and combining play and getting getting back. So when, when he pinches into the middle, yep. he's just got so many more opportunities. And, and you could see that today where he had the the one volley that was that went side side netting just yep. so close to going in a yep. uh, couple uh, I don't know you could you could say handballs but I mean I understand that they're not being called uh, definitely definitely debatable there but he just got put in so many positions again because he's not just that just that winger where he's forced to be out wide we get that we get those width from the fullbacks and I thought uh, the the entire performance was 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 really well done. They started off. Uh, Newcastle started off in that in the low block, and uh, in the past we've had problems with that. But today, when we came out, we weren't uh, we weren't in possession, like passing it slow and and just like being content with that. We were moving the ball quickly. Yep. Um, we start we started off by playing playing some long balls to stretch their defense, make them make them kind of uh, aware that uh, if they if they're not dropping off a little bit there. Um, then, then they can get caught, and so then that opened up a little bit more space in the midfield. So, um, no, I was I was very very pleased with the with the game plan and and the, the personnel to uh, uh, yeah to to see it out. <laughs> Stan Cameron stole your notes, is it? 
I, I think he did. I think he. I think he literally just watched me take notes all day long. So you're gonna put your no, four pages in the shredder I just, right I now? Drove, I drove all the way to Philly to spy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cam, good shout because I just wanted to say I just wanted to talk about how you know there are a couple of long balls early on there from both Virgil and Ox and Emre. That mm-hmm. chance that uh, that yeah. half alley that's that Salah had it was Emre from you know just beyond the halfway line. Yep. And normally Emre is not that sort of distributor, but today we saw a little bit different and. I think uh, Virgil had like a what a 65-yard long ball as well mm-hmm. uh, out to the uh, far right-hand side in the first half. So it was just incredible. Uh, again, Virgil proving his distribution efforts, even though he doesn't really have to. Be. So it's just right. uh, good shout, Cam. Good shout. Uh, Klopp yeah, told, I, I, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, ahead. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish oh, your point. Um, yeah, no. And I thought that um, for for one thing that Henderson gets criticized a decent amount about is. Uh, just his his lack of uh, urgency on the ball, and I didn't I didn't see that today. Especially to start off the game, he didn't hold the ball at his feet, wait and play play a two yard pass, get it back, and then play it sideways. He was moving the ball quickly, and uh, yeah, and I think that really that really helped us today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Klopp told BT Sport um, after the game, the boys did brilliant. We did what we had to do. Two wonderful goals, a few more possible. I think one world-class save from Karius. Not a lot to do apart from that, so I'm happy. Um, Ox also added that we in a good moment. We spoke before the game about momentum. To create that, you have to work hard. We know we've got quality to go and hurt teams. We have to keep that momentum going now. Aaron, um, prior to this game, I mean, we had a... Our, our form is right now, before this game, I, I use the word scintillating, scintillating form. And it's, it's just getting hotter and hotter. Did you expect then, though, um, you know, a diarrhea of goals? There you go. I said that word, diarrhea. I'm not so <laughs> did, you, did you expect the game to be as tight as it was in terms of scoreline, a mountain, a hat full of goals? No, I, or how, how would you, no, how did I you see it? Yeah. I didn't. Okay. I, I, I expected a, a score similar to Swansea. Um, okay. In the first match, in the first match when we beat Swansea, um, yeah, I expected us to get at least four, at least four, um, and we never really got out of second gear. I mean, today, you know, and and you know, the idea that we can actually beat a team and pretty much dominate them, um, be pretty sound enough defensively, yep. um, and and get a result like that is really, really good. I think uh, Cam said a few minutes ago, you know, in the past. We were struggling. Well, just recently, as you know, last season, we were struggling with teams like this to to grind out these wins, and that's what you know teams made of of, of championship ilk can do. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta muscle out some of these games like that. So, you know, again, I spoke about it all the time, and and you know, for all the goals Salah has, um, there's a bunch that a bunch more he could have had, and if he just made half of those, the, yeah. his 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 goal record would be outstanding. But um. Yeah. Typical Liverpool, we make a lot of chances. We don't, we don't, we don't. Um, and I and I mean this in the best way. We make a lot yeah. of chances, and we don't finish them all. But yep. we finish enough. We, we finish the important ones. And really, man, I'm just really, really happy. Really, really good game. Good victory. Good result to go into this Porto, and then of course Man United. But yeah, really, really proud of the boys back to front. We are in a great moment, aren't we, Stan? Um, actually, people were saying, as a, this continuing this point about um, you know expecting a, a hat full of goals, but actually. Um, Rafa has kept things pretty close in games. Um, he stay, they're staying in games a little bit longer, um, especially this one. And the first half, they were still in it. I mean, even though, uh, other, other than the Salah, the Salah goal, they, they hung on. They kept on uh, in, the, in this game. Um, actually, only United. United put four past them. 
Uh, that was at the old toilet. Um, so he he's he's had he doesn't have that much quality. Let's be honest. Um, he's had a struggle of it, especially with with with, with an idiot owner that that he um, that they have Newcastle fans. So I, I my commiserations and sympathies to them on that one. Um, but um, what was your view on Newcastle and Rafa coming into this game, Stan? And and Newcastle well, performance, I, yeah. Um, for sure, I I, I noticed right from the start. Um, you know, just as um, Cam and Aaron both mentioned that uh, from the jump that you saw all eleven players behind their own half uh, yeah. to start out the match. Yeah. Um, right around the twentieth uh, minute mark or so, you saw Newcastle begin to press out just a little bit, just enough to press on. Uh, the back line and, and maybe put a little bit of pressure on Lovren, put a little bit of pressure on Virgil and Emre as well. Okay. Um, I actually noticed that at the 35th minute, uh, Emre had a turnover at the midfield that almost led to a Newcastle break. Yeah. However, there was, a, there was a key track back there by Trent, and he made several of those throughout yeah. the match today. But that, that track back at the 35th actually just helped to stem whatever momentum that yep. Newcastle were building. Mm-hmm. And I literally said to myself, well, I thought, hey, you know, can the Jordies hold out for 90 minutes? Yeah. Will we be able to break them down? No. At the 40th, that's when we saw the first goal. Um, and you thought, you would figure, you know, Mane had that chance. Uh, he actually, not a sitter, but he had a chance at the fifth where he should have taken that first time. And he thought he had more time, so he took a second touch. Should have taken that first time on the ball played into him. Um, that would have been a nice first goal, maybe settle down the boys in the fifth. But um, very stagnant, I thought, uh, as far as the final finishing third. Again, trouble with little block teams. We saw it against Burnley. We saw it uh, time and time again uh, during the fall. But today, uh, just with the rapidity of pace and the passing and the movement, uh, it was much better as the first half continued. And we saw that breakthrough goal by, uh, by Salah there, which was uh, a relief to say the least. Yeah, yeah. They they were relatively, can I use the word toothless in a way, because they were missing Slimani. Um, they were also missing Shelby. John Joe. Yeah. yeah John Joe uh, John? not being in the match. I think if we all remember the uh, match, not to cut you off, Joe, but if, if we remember the match from um, October, mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Joe dominated. dominated. Yeah, right, uh, yeah. He was pa- throwing in uh, yeah. through ball after through ball after through ball and dominating Emre and Hendo. Yeah. Um, so him not being on the pitch today was actually very key. Uh, Dwight Gale brings nothing. Yep. Um, actually, what they tried to do uh, several times was just throw long balls over the top, which we have been susceptible to in the past. Uh, however, with Virgil being the calm defensive backliner that he is, yeah. um, those those balls over the top just didn't work. Uh, Hoslu actually, we'll talk about the second half going into it, but I just wanted to mention that when yeah. Hoslu came on, that actually brought more of a threat. Mm. Uh, for the uh, Newcastle front line. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cameron, for Rafa, it, it, you could say that it was the right game plan, but really the wrong team in their right time. So um, it's not a very good time to be playing, any team actually to be playing Liverpool at this moment. Um, well, how did you see, I know you, you said, you touched on some of those points in your opener, but could you um, maybe give more details on how uh, Newcastle set up versus, and then how we responded. Uh, also, we started off with the, with the piece, the audio piece, um, you know, that we just needed to be, needed to be patient. Um, Alan Hansen said, you know, um, it wasn't really any threat posed by Newcastle. What was your view tactically, coach? Uh, yeah, so Newcastle came out in uh, a really a four a five four one, um, and 
Um, we've seen multiple teams line up against us that way. I think Watford did it, West Ham, um, with with Evra, and they actually played two left backs, so Evra and, Evra and Cresswell against Salah, hoping that uh, they could lock him down, which they couldn't. But um, with with the five, five back and the four midfielders, um, when they lock it in, if we don't if we don't move the ball fast enough, it gives them time to shift over. Yeah. Um, so really, the the ways to break down a low low block is either is switching the ball quickly from side to side, hoping hoping to open up gaps and, and people aren't tracking. You can play over the top, um, hope hoping for them to maybe drop off a little bit, creating more space in the midfield. If we constantly, which I think we we did to start off. Yeah. constantly sent over those those uh long balls really kind of warning them like hey if you're not going to cover that then then we're going to hurt you that way yeah um but that that kind of made uh a, a little bit more um space between their their defense and their midfield and then that the third way to break them down is uh, a low block is is to play through them and i think that we've had those problems before but I think we kind of used all three of those tactics, yeah. And I think we use them use them all very well, um, and and at the right times. Kind of starting off with the long ball, opening up space, playing through them, yep. and then um, through and then throughout the game, just kind of possessing it around them, keeping possession. I think we had something seventy one odd odd percent of possession, yeah. And so yep. I, we were never really threatened, so. Um, no, it was it was a yeah, very very solid performance uh, to to breaking down that low block which we've which we've had problems in the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, I who was the official man of the match? I must have missed that. Who's the who's the official man of the match? Ox. It was Ox. Ox. Yeah, Ox got it. Yeah, Ox got it. Sweet. Um, That's Aaron, what I would have given it to. You would give you would give no nope. clear choice. Yeah, clear choice. Aaron, same for you. Uh, I probably would have given it to um, Lovren. No, of course, Ooh. Ox definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, hold on. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought we were about to get into it for a minute. Okay, all right. Well, well, he did. Well, he did okay. To, to he did okay. Lovren, um, no, he was good. He was good. Yeah, he was. He was. I think. He was. I think Consistent. he won three or four headers to start off the game. Like really, mm-hmm. like right off the mm-hmm. bat, they mm-hmm. tried to they tried to spread us and. I think that's that's really really positive to see. I mean, we know he's good in the air, but um, just like I don't I don't know. He just has that he just has that confidence about him having having Virgil next to him. He doesn't he doesn't have to command the defense and tell everybody where to be. Where if it was him and Matip on the field, they, there's kind of there a lack of leadership. So um, with mm-hmm. with him just being able to focus on himself he definitely looks more competent on the field and and being able to do this the the simple things and not having to worry about every everybody else i i mean he, he had a good performance but not quite man of the match yeah no no, no. well um i um, think that one guy who has got a great shout out for man of the match is actually vvd he's oh. he's just settled this defense like my god as if he's he says, "Come in as the boss." Yeah, he's, he's the boss. Yeah, it's hard to even mention Lavern or anybody on the back line, including the goalkeeper, without even thinking about Van Dyke in the same breath. Because clearly, just him being there and his presence as real. I mean, you just you see him communicating with. Uh, there's a moment here, at least stateside, yeah. um, where him and Carriers are having some words. Yeah, and Carriers is basically telling him, "Next time the ball comes up, let me prove to you that that I can go get it. So don't don't be too worried about. It. I'll go get it. You know, I got it." 
you know, you do what you got to do, and I'll, you know, I help sweeping up at the back too. So, you could tell just just Van Dyke's presence alone, which I think um, it's just, it's just really good. Like you can feel it throughout the whole team, but especially in the defense, man. I I know a lot of us probably are used to at one point in time, probably too many times, um, just being concerned with games like that. Are we going to hold the lead? Are they going to get a nick a, a a set piece or you know a fluke goal? Yeah. But I didn't think that at all today. I really didn't. It was more so of how many more goals are we going to score? Not once did I think, yeah. here we go again. I just that's that's really not in my mind anymore. I, I just think we yeah. really really have cleaned up. Yeah, um, that's so good to see. So good. Absolutely. To see. I'm just reading some yeah. tweets here. Um, LFC have a colossal player in VVD. He'll make the odd mistake in the coming years because he's human. Is he human? I don't know. He's, he could be Terminator, but um, but he's definitely <laughs> world class. Um, and here's a bit on uh, on match of the day on BBC uh, Ryan Mason on the VVD. What, what is it like to come up against a player like that? Is he is he as we've seen in in the little piece we've looked at there? Is he that sort of organisational force and dangerous in both boxes? Yeah, I mean obviously physically just to look at he's um, he's a beast and um, I've always felt like playing against him and watching him he's always been coasting through games almost as if it's not too easy but physically he's technically he's he's at the highest sort of level and. Um, I know that going to Liverpool is, is going to be demanded so much more week in, week out because playing for a top club like that, you need to put it in in the training pitch and um, the levels of performance every week are demanded. So um, I think he's going to really improve as a player. Amazing stuff. Um, another one. There's no one better in the air. There's no other defender who can pass the ball pinpoint from 60 yards. There's no other defender who does things in first gear and still makes everything look easy. And there's no other defender who reads the game like the back of his hand. Meanwhile, panic buys by Arsenal are ruining them. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. I, I guess. I guess well, I, we're not going to get into this. Whole no, thing. no, uh, no. Okay. I want, it looks uh, bad, though. It looks bad. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let's not go down the wrong path there. Okay, okay. Um, let's talk about the machine, Mohamed Salah. Okay. Oh boy! How how is he doing this? I, 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 I'm I'm just struggling here. Is it a new mindset? Is it? Does he have a new tactical role in Liverpool versus when he was playing at Roma? Is he smoking some weed before the game? How is he? How is he doing this? How is he keep going on? He's he's definitely in a tactical role, a uh, different tactical role. He's yeah. he's talked about that. Okay. Um, there was multiple times where he kind of played as the second striker to, to Jake at Roma. Um, and, and and you could see he still did really well in that position. I think he had something like 17 goals, 8 assists there, which is, is not, not a bad season at all. Yeah. But with this, having us play that false 9, it's almost like him and Mane are, are our two strikers. They really pinch in a lot, and um, and he's just always he's always closer to goal, and he's just... He's just so fast. He's just and, and with and with that position that he's he gets put in, he 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 shakes defenses. He he's he's scaring them, and um, he just uh, he gets enough opportunities to, to to get his goals and his his conversion rate is is solid and it hasn't fluctuated the season. Mm-hmm. He's just super constant, and I think a lot. Uh, I think it's part tactical but part mindset too yeah having that manager having Klopp in his ear all the time like saying like hey man you can do this you can continue this he's um and then just also playing at 
Anfield playing for Liverpool. I think that there's been a huge change in uh, in the stadium even uh, with the fans. A lot of the times that we've played in the past, uh, the stadium kind of goes quiet or or you hear fans start to start to get a little pissed off because we we haven't put in a goal or whatever mm-hmm. and that hat that's kind of shut down it's it was just lively today there was constant chance i heard Firmino chance all of his uh, all the sala chance mane chance like they just continue to lift up the players throughout the game mm-hmm. and i think atmosphere is is something huge for a player too that they that they know that they've got the entire stadium behind them yeah. and all the the whole fan base it, it really is uh, big for a, a player like Salah. Yeah, yeah. You um, This point about mindset, okay. Uh, Jermaine Genus, of course, the former um, Newcastle player and now BT Sport pundit, um, he said post-game that he, com- and he compared Salah's career to Gareth Bale, citing a similar change in mindset with now a, a greater focus on um, scoring goals, okay? So uh, 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 Jermaine said he's gone from wanting to be a creator to actually changing his mindset into, you know what? I want to have an impact on games now. I want to have that impact by scoring goals. It's similar also to what Gareth Bale did when he was at Spurs. Now, Salah, uh, I don't know, every show we seem to be saying has X number of goals in all competitions his best goal scoring season in his career and so once again i'm saying salah now has 32 goals in all competitions his best goal scoring season and in his career and he's breaking all sorts of records that's his 24th league goal by the way um no signs of slowing down he's broken luis suarez's goal record um when he was pfa player of the season in 2014 um it's crazy. <laughs> he's actually off So a couple other goal numbers. He's got eight in his last seven, 11 in his last 10. Newcastle United have actually only scored 32 goals as a club this year. Salah, 32 in all competitions. In yeah, I heard those. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, most, left, most left-footed goals in a single Premier League season. Well, I mean, Correct. in the annals of the most obscure statistics ever, but okay. That's another <laughs> another, another um, uh, record there. Another club record. Nineteenth um, Premier League game of a of a campaign to equal the landmark set by Robbie Fowler, ninety four to ninety five, and Daniel Sturridge, twenty thirteen to twenty fourteen. Sorry, Quiddy, but your boy's <laughs> gone down. Sturridge, yeah. well, he's gone down many times. He's, he's just we're just still waiting to, for him to get back up. But okay, that's another another topic altogether. Does, any, does anybody <laughs> does anybody have a stat on how many penalties? Are in those goals? How many penalty shots has, had, he, has he got? He's had uh, Salas had one penalty. So yeah. my man's going to work then. I mean, a lot of yeah. a lot of these strikers. He that. Did he score that? He's got, are he's a, got six. He scored six. I mean, come on, man! And, and people forget about that. And we can call him winger all we want. He's he's doing what strikers do. Let's be real. He's doing what strikers do: shoving guys off, getting in the center of the, of the field, like Cameron said, center of the of the final third, like Cameron said, and. I mean, this guy is just on another level, guys. This, sometimes I got to just sit back and say, is this really? I mean, <laughs> I this dude is just doing work daily. It, it's ridiculous. It really is, man. It, it's it's uh, So may it continue. May it continue. Yeah, no, I mean, of course, long may it continue. I mean, we talked about mindset. We talked about tactical. Uh, 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 Cam touched on that. Um, I mean, he, he was scoring quite a lot at Roma as well. And then now this, this, this season's tally has like, is that double or... I'm sh- I'm sure it's somewhere close to that. He's just about forty eight percent right now. Forty eight percent more hell. increased over last season. That's over last season. That's crazy. I'm going for weed. I think he's smoking some shit. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. Um, Post game, this is what uh, Klopp said. 
um, about Salah. Uh, backing him for individual awards. That's like like life of a professional sportsman is. So you you do it because you want to win. I, I don't think that uh, a lot of people are doing this only to be part of it. So we want to win things, and that's um, it's a big part of our personality. So of course I know. And for 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 me, trophies personal trophies mean absolutely nothing. I know that, and I have no clue why is why it's like why it is like that. But it is the truth. So, um, but winning a title with a team is. It's different, to be honest. But I, I really respect that. And yes, if he can win this competition, and then he deserves it. And then there's a few games to go, and we have to make sure that he can um, that he can keep on going in, in this shape and can be in the important um, spaces in the very decisive areas and, and score goals for us. Uh, coach, we're, you're not doing your shout any harm at all because in the last show we talked about if come at the end of the season who will sh who should bag um, the Liverpool Player of the Year. Um, everyone went for Firmino. You went for Salah, um, and you know what? He's he's he's, he's agreeing with you, Cam. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah, I I love to see that. Even after I said that, he just kind of keeps keeps doing his thing. I'm glad I didn't jinx him. I'm not a not a jinxer like Stan. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, I'm gonna no, keep my uh, mouth shut, boy. Go ahead, go ahead, coach. Uh, no, I think, uh, but guess who who gave the assist fantastic. in this game? Firmino. Firmino had an assist in this game as well. Yeah, he no, he's he's uh, he's obviously uh, huge to the system as well. I don't I don't know if we'd be anywhere near where we where we're at without Firmino or without Salah. Either one, they're both they're both two major major parts of the system, and they're just doing what they need to do. Okay, you know what? I it, it's I think it's impossible to play us because in that in that second goal in that second goal, um, if Mane, you see, if if Firmino, if if Bobby, if Bobby is not um, uh, assisting, he's scoring. Uh, if Salah is not scoring, he's assisting. And if Mane is not scoring, he's scoring worldies. So exactly. basically everyone is fucked. That, that's, that's, yep, that's the bottom much. line. Yeah. I uh, think that's the beauty of having a false nine too. Is just, uh, I, uh, sorry, Cam. I'm, I'm sorry, coach. I'm, I'm going to come back at you a little bit. But I think that's the beauty of having a false nine mm -hmm. is just allowing Bobby to just drop back, yeah. you know, or, hey, I want to play left. Or, hey, uh, Mane wants to make a run-in. Okay, I'll play right behind. I'll play a messy role. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying that the interchangeability of Bobby with the other two forwards yep. just allows for so much flexibility, yep. knowing that they can all interchangeably do similar things. Uh, they each bring different things. Obviously, Mane and Salah with the pace, yep. uh, Mane with the rocket, Salah with the finishing, and then Bobby with just world-class creativity. It's... Superlatives, I run out of. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I can't. I can't. This is going to be the Salah show pretty much pretty soon. So Yeah. Uh, oof. And we've only just talked about Salah. Um, Michael. Actually, the second goal, you just look at the second goal. You, 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 see all, you see the three of them. You see the three of them. If, if it's not one guy, it's the other guy's there. If it's not the other guy, it's the third guy's there. How do you defend against that? How do you set up against that? How do you even plan or prepare for that? It's it's um, uh, uh, next to impossible. And to think that we even got through this game without uh, Ginny Wijnaldum, who had the runs, yeah, apparently. Yeah, not the same than the other two boys. He had kind of a goal, <laughs> the other two boys have. Dire... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not allowed that to say in public. What was it? 
how, how, it's diarrhea, Klopp. Diarrhea. Say it. <laughs> hey, you know, the best, the best uh-huh. subject for an interpretive dance. Diarrhea flows like a river. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you also dance on your way to the bathroom, so I'm sure. I'm sure my boy was, uh, was doing the dance. Poor genie. Hey. I was wondering where the hell he was today. Yeah. Um, wow, Ox. I don't forget about Ox. Um, just fair shouts for Ox, who was the official man of the match. But this this guy. He, you know, uh, I'd read a tweet earlier this this week. Um, Ox is that guy who sold his winning ticket to the Titanic on its maiden voyage. <laughs> so, um, guess who lucked out there? <laughs> he said something to prove this boy, hasn't he, Ox? And he's doing it. I think you know when you see the build up of the second build up play of the second goal, um, just with the initial layoff with Mane. Yeah. Um, Ox is right there in that channel, and he just seems to know, uh, as Coach said earlier, with the uh, with the match against City, the runs that he was making. Um, he knows which lane. We're kind of a we're a channeling type of club. We're not just running around with our chickens with their head cut off. When we're attacking, we're finding a lane. We're sticking with it, and Ox is pivotal. And yeah. you even seen it. Like on my Arsenal shouts again, but back in his Arsenal days, he made similar runs when he had space. I'm sorry, did you say runs again? Boards. Did you say runs twice? No, I, 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 I did, okay, I, did I did, I did. Okay. It seems to be the, uh, oh, the, the D show, the diarrhea Slo- show. Slowly but surely, um, so slowly but surely, he's washing the stench of Arsenal off of him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll yes, stop now. Is. I'll stop um, now. It's okay, he's yeah. come a long way from that first match uh, away to Leicester in the league, in the league cup. Uh, it was he was still dealing with um, calf issues. Uh, uh, Achilles issues at the time. It, it just wasn't a good look for him, though, overall. Uh, and I think we, uh, I wasn't very harsh on him, but just looking at tweets and being on Twitter that afternoon, uh, he, he took a brunt. He took a large brunt. And I mean, for the price that we paid, surely you're going to want something to jump off the screen at you. What was it, 40, 40 million, 40 million euros or what have you? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I just think with today, again, with the second goal and just throughout the match, him dominating the pace of play and again making the runs yeah. uh through <laughs> those channels and it's just uh just separating um the newcastle back line and allowing those forwards yeah. to then dart dart in behind and get chances on goal um it, it's a wonderful thing to watch and i'm just really happy for the lad really am uh get this um oxley chamberlain 12 games started 12 games started three goals Five assists. Mesut Ozil, 21 games started, four goals, seven assists. Arsenal fans, Trash. Arsenal fans will tell you that Chamberlain hasn't improved, but and Ozil is still the best central attacking midfielder in the world. Trash. Delusional. Trash. Just straight <laughs> trash. Hey, you know, we talked about this combination uh, play between our fearsome trio of Bobby, Salah and Mane. Um, it seems that there's another trio forming and that's an Ox-Salah um, combination because they seem to be, they seem to be working in, in sync with each other. Very much. It's not the first time we've seen this, actually. Yeah, and these the last three matches. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, sorry. I think they're. Go ahead. Go ahead, Aaron. No, I wasn't saying anything. Maybe they were staying. Oh. oh. Uh, uh, no, I, th- I think that both yeah. of their both of their play styles go go really well together. They're both really really quick, really decisive on the ball. They don't uh, they don't 
hold it too long. They're they're both really actually pretty strong in the ball. Salah for for his for his body type and his build yeah. uh, seems to seems to be able to hold players off and then and then create space for those runs through. So yeah. um, I think yeah, their part their partnership is is actually is really uh, outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So this game done dusted uh, two uh, three points uh, in the bag. We are second. Back to second, um, six on 60 points. United play t- t- tonight, uh, later today, um, uh, away at uh, Palace, right? Uh, Correct. I don't think Palace are going to be able to do anything, to be perfectly honest with you. But of course, we all want to be hopeful. Do you think, do you think, do you think there's uh, going to be a banana skin for them, Stan? Yeah, I um, I've actually watched a lot of Palace at Selhurst Park today, and they've had some remarkable performances. Uh, considering their place in the league, considering that they have set the goalless record, um, mm. for to open a Premier League campaign, um, I think that with the crowd behind them, especially it's a night match, it's Monday Night Football. Um, I think the crowd will be rocking there in London. Yep. Um, I just think there's a there's a chance there if maybe if uh. If Benteke or if uh, well, I know Zaha's still out, but uh, they uh, maybe Kabai. I know they've had a lot of injuries um, throughout the campaign, especially lately. Uh, you just hope that maybe you know uh, they get a lucky goal and uh, Hennessy and enemies. Um, <laughs> you know, hopefully he has a save or two, and uh, you know <laughs> it, they just pull out and 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 have a. Uh, uh, just get the three points, you know, that would do us a massive favor and humble them before we come to the old shitter and put a boot up their ass did, on the next weekend. You, you just said shitter, so. didn't you? You did. You just did. Yeah. Oh, man. Shitter. Here we go. Yeah. Bing, bing, sure bing. So many diarrhea puns. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> diarrhea flows like a river, guys. I told you. Okay. Do you, I think Newcastle are safe, right? I don't think they're going to get relegated. It's hard to say. Uh, okay, uh, West Brom definitely down. And then there's Palace and uh, Stoke on 27. And then there's Saints on 28. And then there's Newcastle at 29. I think they should be okay. Right? I, I don't think they're going to get relegated. If you look at their, their goals against, um, yeah, actually, minus 13, yeah. um, from, from uh, the eighth place from, from Leicester City and below, yeah. they on, only Brighton Hove uh, and... Brighton and Hove Albion have have conceded uh, less goals than them. They've actually got a pretty good uh, goals to goals against uh, ratio. Yeah. I just think they've kind of had uh, had a decent uh, decently hard schedule, and I think to to end they've got a pretty pretty fair schedule to end. So I think yeah. I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, you know this table. I'm just looking at it again. It's just it's just stupid. You know, it's just stupid. Everything. Okay. Um, of course, we know City total blowout. Okay, titles there, fine. Uh, I don't know. Some people still think think that uh, they might slip up, and I don't know. That's kind of ridiculous. But everything from everything from um, eighth onwards. Okay, Everton. Everton have been shit this season. Absolute wank, and they're a tenth. How that happened? Did anybody watch that match this morning? Holy Christ Almighty! That was ooh, that was a dumpster. I saw fire. that coming though. I saw what? that coming. <laughs> uh, I really did. There was no surprise there. I mean, they had the taxi driver up front. He scored his goal. So now they think he's he's special. I, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. So yeah, you know, Swansea. 
destroyed West Ham. Poor West Ham, back to back weeks. But Swansea beat yeah. them, and they jumped from like what nineteenth to. Uh, it's crazy. They jumped like five spots. So, you know, from like that tenth down area or twelfth ish down area, it's it's really, it's just as tight as it is up up top, which is which is really the interesting thing about the the table this year. So yeah, but yeah, nobody was surprised with Everton. Okay, um, okay, we've got two games coming up right now. Okay, well, uh, Porto. There's nothing to be worried about this game, right? It's done and dusted. It's over, right? Do you think? Do you think? Um, yeah, don't Cop- start that, Joe. It's, it's, uh, don't start the. Okay. Start the, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Let's. Okay. let's okay. It should, it, 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 we, we, we should have one foot into the next round. I'm just. I'm. I'm worried about him doing too much rotation. I know he said he I, wouldn't, but I'm worried about him doing too much rotation, and then it you know, being maybe. Kind of, I, I don't know. Then again, I think maybe. Uh, not maybe. I th- I know he he sees this as a serious match. So, I think the better part of me feels like he will keep it strong enough of a squad to to play against them at home. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a serious match. I mean, after all, it's still a Champions League. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Porto. I don't think Porto are going to be asked. To be honest. Yeah, I, I hope don't, so. I hope don't think right. they're going to be asked because I think they're gonna. They I think their their mind is not on the Champions League anymore. They they're probably focusing on their domestic league campaign. And yeah, and um, five goals. I mean, they're gonna have to come to Anfield, and they're gonna they they probably need to score in the first first minute, maybe to to ruffle some feathers. And then even then, even then, they've got four goals. They've got they can't defend. They've got to come out. And if they come out, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, does anybody know if, is Abubakar? Is he back? Does anybody know? Is he for this for this match? Um, hmm. Not sure. I, I don't. Not know. sure. Not okay, sure. Okay. Okay. I'm just curious. I don't know if that'll make a, a big deal, but just curious if he was back. I mean, lads, they'll need they'll need six. They'll need six. Remember, no, we I know, have I know. five yeah, away balls ourselves. It's highly highly unlikely, but never know. Uh, Kevin um, Garnett didn't say anything is possible, so uh, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I just I, I, I'm, I was just looking at the game um, that they played against Sporting. Um, sporting that's a uh, day, day ago. Lisbon. Yeah, so Bubaka was not there. Was not in the in the team. Oh, he wasn't. Okay. No, okay. he wasn't in that team. Um, and then before that against Porti Monense, no, he wasn't in there as well. So okay, okay. So maybe, maybe he might. I, I don't know. It's just too far gone. I mean, ugh, I, 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 I know. Okay, I know, Aaron. I hear you. Not supposed to say such things, right? Jinx us, but I don't know. Five goals. No, you're right, though. It's six goals. I mean, that's it's again. It, we 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 should be good. And, uh, should be good. Yeah, exactly. And we should scored all five away. I I am interested to see uh, who gets a start. Um, I'd like I bet to see we maybe. Climb. Ooh, good uh, shout, good shout, coach. Yes. A lot of people have been saying that. Part. I don't know though. Um, you think you Lallana? think will start? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, Aaron. Uh, he still, looks like he still looks like he's struggling a bit, though. Which I mean, I understand. He does. Yeah, Lallana. he looks like he's struggling still, but we'll see. We'll see. Milner will probably get to start. Milner, yeah. Um, Solanke. Anybody think Solanke. Woodburn? Solanke, Solanke for Ings, sure. Ings. Yeah, Solanke for sure. Ings. I want yeah. Woodburn to get the start. I want Woodburn to get the start. Why not? Let him go. Who? Let him what go. about what about ben Gomez? Woodburn. Gomez, and, and yeah. Center what back? the hell happened to Gomez? Is he is he no, in the doghouse? He's got the runs nope. too. So, he's got the. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, does he? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. They might. 
Joe's been in the doghouse, though, for like a good month and a half now. I'm just wondering, you know, I know he's had well, a lot. Well, Trent's been week. good. I think Trent's been holding Trent has been amazing. Down, mm. yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Good yeah. shot, though. Yes. I, I, yes. Think what, I think what Klopp is doing is he's really, uh, I don't know, con- controlling that that fatigue for, for Gomez. This is kind of his first first season at a, at a high level that he's been de- demanded to play uh, game in and game out, especially in the beginning when uh, when Trent wasn't playing. So um, I, I think it's I think it's just smart smart by him that he doesn't he doesn't have to play him every game. We have two two youngsters to get him both experience. So if if Trent's on a run a couple good games, then then great we we go with him and then from there we see we see what happens. Yeah 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 yeah. Okay, you know who I really want to see play the best goalkeeper in the league. Simon Mignolet. <laughs> you won't. You won't see him. He won't see, really not even yeah, for the very last so. time. His last game ever. Danny Ward. <clears throat> <laughs> Listen, there was a chance for us to see any of those guys you just named. I think the the Porto game is is the one. So if we don't see them there, I can't see. Well, Danny Ward's a joke. If we don't see Mignolet there, then I don't. I don't know when we'll see him again. Yeah. That didn't next time we'll see him after that is on another team. I don't think he'll be playing for Liverpool again this season for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, um, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about um, financial results. We're going to talk about winter break. We're going to talk about um, a Coutinho-less Liverpool being actually better. Uh, Can't wait. And other stuff. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. gave you a terrific reception as it always does but I'm afraid you go away with nothing for no points for Newcastle we made it very difficult didn't you yeah it's true I'm really pleased with our fans and uh, the Liverpool fans of both they were really good for me but um, the main thing the game we played against a good team they were very dangerous as soon as we were giving the ball away uh, they were quite dangerous we know they have the pace the ability up front but they we were managing more or less the situation for 40 minutes, so it was just a mistake. And then we concede, and the second half, you have to take more risk, and then you are a little bit more open, and then it's when they were more dangerous in counter-attack. Ah, Rafa. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. I love him. I love Rafa, actually. I think he's been great. Um, okay, earlier this week, well, before this game, actually, um, <laughs> I kind of put out a, a, put out a clickbait uh, title article. So, Klopp admits Liverpool are playing better without Coutinho. <laughs> he didn't actually say that. Um, but he seemed to intimate that um, being without Felipe Coutinho has caused players to step up, other players to step up. Um, okay, just not to spend too much time dwelling on this topic. Aaron, do you think we are better off without Felipe? I do. I do. It's, it's a good thing to see. Um, I, think, I think a lot of people, even to this day, are still talking about how we need him in certain games if we don't break down a particular team at a certain time or whatever. People will still say, oh, this is why we need Coutinho, Coutinho replacement. So, yeah. 
I think we're better. I think we're better just for it. The idea that you got guys there who stuck around, quote unquote, while another guy left. I think that's a good sign that we, you know, have come to, and that's what Klopp does. He he got the guys together, and there's this there's this attitude now of kind of like uh, us against the world, which I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how he's very humble in post match and interviews, and while giving Salah some credit, also just saying it's a team game and everybody's who stayed here mm. are fighting together for a common goal. So I think we are better, very much so. Uh, Cam, what do you think? Um, I I don't know if I'm completely convinced we're better without him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that sometimes we could we can we can press better without him. He's not quite uh, a, a pressing type player. Yeah. Um, but uh, what Klopp has said is pressing is the best the best the best playmaker, and I think <clears> that's kind of proven since he's left. Um, we've we've created so many different goals off of off of counter pressing, and um, so I, I, I like to see that. And I think that the the idea of Coutinho being able to break down those low blocks, I think there's sometimes that yeah he can play those mm. he can play those balls, but he was he was a, a dribbler on the ball where he could uh, kind of slow the play down. I don't I don't think that yeah he really helped us break down those low blocks. Yeah. Um, but then then again he scores he'll score a free kick and that, that can change the game so yeah. there's definitely those those different aspects that that he brings and there's uh, other things that he doesn't so Mm-mm. uh club he, well what club did actually say is um the the liverpool players are smart enough to use good players in the team if you watch barcelona they give Lionel messi the ball in specific moments that's a good idea to be honest i would do pretty much this, the same that's what we did with phil And now we do it with other players. We work for each other. There is no chain, no need for change in attitude. Um, Stan, where do you stand, stand on this? Do you think we're better without him? Uh, first of all, first of all, I don't know who you speak of. Phil, who? Um, no. Um, okay. I, He's dead uh, to you, huh? Yeah. No, I. I do think we're better without him. Uh, I didn't want to see him walk away from the club, but you know, to each their own. It's a free market. Um, even though he did just sign an extension for five years, um, if the man wants to play for FC Barcelona, let him. Uh, I believe in a team game. I believe in team pressing. Uh, you can see that at any moment, just as uh, Cam and Aaron both alluded to, it's a team game. So at any moment, any one player can mm-hmm. take the ball. And make an incisive, uh, indecisive pass, yeah. uh, and and you know actually we haven't had too many dead ball opportunities because uh, if you notice with Phil, Phil would get the ball in the dangerous area and hold it, yeah. hold it, hold it, hold it, maybe and hold it in the final third, get fouled around the penalty box, and then yeah. um, he would uh, make a you know a, a score a wonder goal. Um, so many different goals uh, from outside the box, twenty <clears throat> plus. Yeah. Uh, from outside of the area uh, in his career in the Liverpool kit. Uh, we don't need that now. Um, it's a more free-flowing attack. It's more of a counter-pressing style that, yeah. that Klopp wants to play. Yeah. And um, I don't care if it's a low-block club at this point. Um, the whole uh, aspect of the gender-pressing with the false nine yeah. is let your players win the ball back and attack yeah. the gaps in the back uh, in the back line. Um, yeah. And I think we're doing a lot 
better of that now as composed with earlier in the campaign where we just kind of waited on Phil against Burnley and like against the Leicester. Yeah. Like the Leicester matches were a little bit more wide open, but um, Watford, etc. Uh, just kind of waiting for Phil to make magic. Yeah. We don't need that. Anymore. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We're better. Okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, we are moving on, and not only on pitch, off the pitch as well. Club Accounts 2016-2017 revealed how we have increased our match day revenue to £74 million, largely through enhanced hospitality sales for home fixtures. Uh, this compares to £62 million uh, from the previous year uh, and £43 million um, when FSG purchased Liverpool in 2010. Um, though that's an extra... Uh, 12 million pounds in the first uh, season. So we're, we are trying to close that significant gap uh, between Manchester United and Arsenal, who, well, to be honest, they are still way ahead. Uh, United earned 107 million pounds and Arsenal 100 million pounds match day revenue. But, uh, and then of course, there's also this um, decision to, to whether to extend um, the Anfield Road stand. Uh, which would then, if go if it goes through, will extend the capacity to around sixty k, sixty thousand, and um, so it, it's all looking good right now, isn't it? I mean, even they're saying that they're saying that uh, uh, the, the the club management are saying that you know we're ready to spend um, this summer. I don't know whether they needed to come and say that. Maybe it's just to placate um, some sections of supporters, FSG outers. But who knew? Who knew FSG knew how to, to, to run a football club? Who knew it? Aaron, what's we're still your... In yet. Oh. We're still, still in yet. We haven't learned our lesson because, as you said, that probably wasn't necessary to say. Uh, you mm. kept that to your chest. That's, that's a little too much yeah. for me. But, um, I mean, it's the summertime. Of course we're going to spend. You don't have to come out and say it. That's, that's just kind of ridiculous. It's almost like them reaching out to... Was it... Was it uh, Lester, allegedly, to say it? we're not mm. interested in Riyad Mahrez? Yeah. This is not necessary to me. It's not necessary. Just, you know, make the make the move or don't make the move. But um I love to see all the people, all the FSG outers um on Twitter now. They've gone kinda quiet. Is it me or uh I've not I have blocked all of them so I don't see. I haven't heard it. Oh, sorry. Okay, cool. Well then there you go. I mean there's nothing you can say now. You know, there's nothing you can say about the money and FSG this, FSG that. Look, guys, I'm glad. Uh, this is why I love you guys, because we can all just enjoy this. We don't have to be on Twitter every day complaining about this, complaining exactly. about that. And honestly, Liverpool's not giving us a reason to. I mean, look what Karius is doing. Look yeah. what Karius is doing. So I, yep. I'm, I'm happy with the money situation, and um, I, I'm just so thrilled and excited about Keita and all the other signings we make uh, next season. Because if we're doing like this now to finish the season off, yeah. imagine what we'll do. And I know we're going to get to the whole strength of squad and all that, so I'm not going to take up too much time. But just imagine what we can do with um, even better players on top of that. So I'm excited. Uh, Joe, if I, yeah. Joe, if I yeah, could yeah, just yeah. piggyback yeah. off of that yeah. uh, from, from a financial expo- uh, exponent, um, when you see that the ownership of the Boston Red Sox and the MLB and how much money that they've spent exponentially since the mid-2000s, uh, it's, in the, it's in the billions, really, when you think about it. And uh, John Henry spends his fucking money um so with this fsg bullshit that i've seen all fall the year before going back for the last seven years now mm. it's it's a little preposterous because if you know american sports at all I'm not saying you joe i'm talking about those in the uk not to talk shit on them i'm just saying that i i've seen the boston red sox rise to prominence and now they are spending 200 250 million 
every single year, that money will make its way to Liverpool. And it has made its way to Liverpool. And they're actually working for themselves to actually generate more revenue, as you just mentioned now, with yeah. the uptick in <clears throat> match day sales. So yeah. the money's there. Uh, specifically, the comment was by Andy Hughes, Aaron, uh, LFC's chief operating officer. He said a lot of stuff, but towards the end, he says performance on the pitch and their reinvestment in our squad is always priority. And following the club's record signing January, we will look to invest again in the summer. Ding, 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 ding. Good. Uh, I'll, I'll tell him you sent me there. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we targeting? Just add another 20, 30 million. Who knows? Chump change. What in the world? That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, it's all looking good. Um, financially and performance-wise, the players. Uh, you know, I was just thinking, I mean, um, we're not that far off. I mean, yes, of course, uh, City have come in and blitzed the league almost. Um, and that's actually got to do a lot to do with their midfield. Their midfield is like super world-class, right? Um, and our midfield, I wouldn't exactly say it's world-class, but it's pretty strong as well. Um, I mean, you've got you've got Ox there, you've got Ginny there, you've got Hendo there, so uh, you, Lalana there now coming back, and you know what he's capable of, um, and a whole host of, of um, uh, uh, up and uh, coming talent as well, um, and then with Kita coming in, and we're not that far off. We're not that far off at all, are we, Cam? No, I like I like to I like to see the the improvements in the squad. If you if you think back to a just even three or four years ago, what that midfield was looking like, it was. It's uh, it's uh, come leaps and bounds. So, um, Kate coming in is uh, will, will be really will really be uh, good for the squad. I, I don't. I maybe I'm a little bit um, off here, but I really, I really am still hoping Emerson stays. I think that he's playing, playing at another level. I don't. I I know it's maybe a little unrealistic with uh, with everything that's been going on. Less. Not much of a contract left, but yeah. I don't know. Um, if we could keep him and Keita, that would be that yeah. would be really really good. Um, then we can rotate players from there. Um, oh, it, all I, looking good. Um, I've been a critic of Emery because I I felt that he's not been that consistent. But some would say that's a criticism that could be leveled against him this season. I don't see that. I think he's been generally okay uh, this season. Um, and yeah, I don't want him to go, really. And Juve have, have, have been, if you if you believe if you believe the rumor mill, putting forward uh, putting forward the ultimatums. You know, uh, you sh- you know they expect him to to accept or make a decision soon, and all these kinds of things that are coming out in the media. I don't know how, don't know how true how much how true that is. Does anyone does anyone want to see Emery go? No, no. I definitely don't. And I, I think we're losing at a, a guy who's not, I can't even say really at his peak yet. I mean, look at what uh, Lucas Leva is doing at Lazio. He looks like a born again player. He's much older, uh, which is crazy to think about. I know the pace of Serie A is a bit different, um, but uh, no, like Cam said, I'm glad he shouted him out because I think it's it's really almost a tragedy to have to have him walk away like that and literally walk away for nothing. I, I think right, it's not gonna be it's gonna be a free if he goes right. It will be, be on so, a free. That, that, yeah, so that's 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 tough, man. Because again, him and Keita, and somebody else. But but again, back to I mean, it's really the clock factor. Because this midfield, let's be honest, maybe mm-hmm. under another coach, um, they might not be doing as well as they're doing. And I, I really think that it has a lot to do with Klopp. He he knows his players, 
and he's building this team around players that he sees or, or the you know the scouting team sees to be good. A lot of players that come in, we might think and say, well, why are we getting this guy? But I've yeah. I stopped. If I ever thought that, I stopped thinking that because I just I just trust Klopp. The, the moment Klopp was it against Brighton where he had Emery Genie playing in a back three or something. Mm-hmm. Back he did that. It's like, why, yeah. it's like who yeah. who am I to question Klopp after that? Seriously, I mean when when lineups come out in the past, I might say, whoa, we got Milner and Hendo. Now I just I just trust it. I just trust him. He's giving me every reason to do that. So it's the Klopp factor again, guys. I mean that's you know this midfield the way they're working hard for each other. I mean, Milner's doing things I don't think he's ever done in his career. <laughs> you know what I mean? The way he's playing yeah. out there, just like a dog. You know, so it's the, it's, it's the Klopp factor. And people say a lot about uh, Pep and fair play, but I don't think Klopp is that far from as far as attracting certain players. You know, we, we see his interaction with the players. We see him on the sidelines. So, yeah, um, yeah it's Klopp all day for me. Hey, hey Stan, uh, please don't uh, have any smack talk on on, on Millie, man. Otherwise, I'm going to have to drop you, man. Please. Uh, no, actually. But, I hey, but I, 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 saw your, I saw your note here. Barely hugged Klopp at, at full time. I saw that, too. I was, I was looking yeah. out for that. I was looking huh? out for that. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to have the, the, the uh, dissenting opinion of the night. I want him the fuck out of Liverpool now. Emery, I, okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be here anymore. Um, if he wanted to, he would not be complaining or his agent about the reserve clause. If you want to be here, you would sign the dotted line. I, yeah. I, I can't. I don't have. I, I'm sorry. I just don't have the tolerance for people who. If you, if you, if he's had comments throughout the campaign, um, coming off as very selfish. Uh, he's had the arm man a couple of times, and I can appreciate that. I don't like the turnovers at midfield. He's had several, he had one of them today um, that almost led, like I said, he uh, that almost led to a Newcastle breakout. He still looks as though he's indecisive on the ball. This contract situation, he's dreaming of playing in the, for the Scudetto instead of dreaming of playing for the Premiership title. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you're being harsh, but honestly, you're making a lot of good points. Um, he is still a bit, and, and Emery's my favorite player on the team, but he is still a bit too slow sometimes, and it, it frustrates the hell out of me. Um, at the end of the day, though, I think mm-hmm. besides that, those small moments, he, he still, by and large, is playing really hard. And, and that's the thing, that's what's so confusing to me because he's playing like he wants to still be at Liverpool, in my opinion. Overall, I know he's still kind of slow, gives the ball away, short, fine, whatever. But to me, by and large, he, he's he's doing a lot that to me shows that he, he does want to be there. So that that's that's where the kind of frustration comes because uh, I, I don't know. I just I, I think it would be really really the uh, bad to leave him. So basically, you're saying since he's since he's giving up this fuss and all that, you you prefer prefer, prefer him just to just leave altogether. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stan. Stan? Yeah. Yeah. I want I want him out. I do. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, you're not you're not alone in that, by the way, Stan. <clears throat> um, okay. I just come just rounding this point back back to uh, FSG because um, that was that was what this point was about. Um, they they're doing a lot of good things. They they made some errors. They made some very public errors. They've had um, uh, almost walk off walk away protests from. Um, 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 the local supporters, some of these decisions, they've trusted some managers and some people a bit too early. They've made some, starting to make a lot more good decisions rather than bad ones. Um, commercial deals are coming through. 
Um, they, you know, when they came, you know, with deciding to whether to to leave Anfield and build a new stadium or you know, they made the right decision. They wanted to leverage on the the you know the iconic, legendary status of Anfield, and then work with that. Delivered on main stand, um, renaming of of the centenary to the Kennedy Gleesh stand, um, and now they're spending a lot of time and deliberation in the process to evaluate the designs for the Annie Road um, extension um, as well. Um, yes, we they are still a business. It's still a business. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, some guy is is has a, has a, has a has a spreadsheet open up looking at projected yields per seat, right? How much someone is likely to spend when inside the ground. It's, 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 uh, you can't escape that. But at the same time, okay, they are trying to engage with the local supporters to see how they can get more younger working class supporters into Anfield to get that famous atmosphere. Because, you know, you've got all this uh, criticism saying that, you know, all these Thomas Cook guys, the day trippers coming in, spoiling the spoiling the atmosphere. They're not singing. They're taking selfies, weefies and, and whatnot, half and half scarves and, and shit like that. So they are tr- they are listening and they are trying to to do something. You know, we should give them a chance. <laughs> You know, um, I believe that they are open to considering the the safe standing um, uh, options as well. Um, But they have very cleverly and sensitively stated that they will not make a decision on safe standing without first uh, consulting with the families affected by Hillsborough. So I don't see why there's so much continued criticism uh, uh, with FSG, seriously. I mean, it's a different culture. They're they're learning this culture and they're making more and more uh, good decisions. Okay, next point. Okay, Cam, uh, Coach, I'm going to give this moment to you. Tell us about your feelings about the English winter break. Uh, All right, so I've I've dug deep into it a little bit. Um, I think basically um, it's a it's a good idea, but a poor plan. Um, so we were basically the guinea pigs for it this year. Um, the the break would be coming in um, in that fifth round FA Cup tie in, in February, which we weren't even in. Um, so we, we took that break and we took uh, that, that nice warm break and had, had, had the players go to um, – where, where did they go to again? They took that nice uh, – uh, ten day. The Mabea. You mean you mean just um just you mean? Yeah, just yeah. That Mabea, was Mabea, Mabea. Yeah, yeah so, Spain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basi- basically, um, uh, the the break is proposed to be with the the FA Cup ties now not being uh, um uh, going into replays. They would just be uh, single single matches, and they would be played uh, in the middle of the week. So. Um, what, what I don't understand is that why, why we're doing this in, in February where the games aren't that heavy there, it would really only affect 10, 10, nine, 10 Premier League teams on average throughout the years. And, uh, with, with this, um, with this little break, because only nine or 10 of us are still, uh, are still in the FA cup at this point. And that's, and that's pretty, pretty, uh, constant throughout the years. Yeah. So yes, there's still that 13 day break. But what I wanted to see was um, them doing it when all the other when all the other leagues are doing it right after December, 
right? So yeah. um, with with that, if it's right after December, we maybe maybe move one of the games where we play. I think we played um, close to nine nine games in a span of twenty six days. Mm-hmm. It was it was crazy. That's where we need the break. We don't need it in February. That the the schedules kind of died down. Um, and if it, if we were to do it in in early January, that would also really help um, incoming transfers to to settle in the squad. It'd be almost like a mini preseason. So sure. that would I think even encourage Klopp to to maybe make some more January signings where he's like, oh, um, I don't want to sign this player because um, he's he's going to take too much time to get developed into the squad. Or if you had one of these 13-day breaks at the beginning of January, and um, maybe move a game or two around, I think that would actually be the the ideal um, way of doing it. But I think what the, the FA's done is they've made it seem like it's a really good idea, and it's I think it's more of a, I don't know more of a sh- more of a show, more of for uh, to say, hey, look at us, we're do- we're trying to do the right thing. But they really took the easiest route instead of the most effective route. Um, yeah, I see your point there, but um, regarding the the break being in in December rather than in February, February, um, as you know, there's this real culture of having this holiday football Christmas season. Um, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. It's this whole this whole thing, this festive festive season football um, that happens. <clears throat> um, so that that's not going to change, obviously. Okay, Stan, what, what do you think? This is a good idea or not? This break in February, 13-day break. I, I hate it. Um, if you, you guys uh, have... Yeah, I, I hate it. I don't want to break. Um, I think what they're trying to do, and I blame Romelu Lukaku for this <laughs> bullshit idea, um, <laughs> I think it's going to be an excuse to bring in a North versus South Yankee version of of an all-star game plop during that uh, the middle of that you think that break. this is what this is i think low-key <laughs> i think low-key high-key this will be an incentive for the premier league to cash in on american revenue and uh, i don't know if you want to host it in the state somewhere or if you want to host it i don't i don't know where it would be but it would basically be a one-off uh a one-off all-star game um just as he recommended I like how the announcements came. Well, Romelu's idea was posted uh, about a week and a half ago, and then the announcement for the winter break was then shortly thereafter uh, made. So um, I'm hoping that's not the case, but um, it would make me sick to my stomach if starting not this this not this February uh, uh, 2019, but maybe 2020 2021 that American style mid-season all-star game was introduced i think that is a travesty i think it's disgusting and i think it's just more economic um capitalism basically being shoved upon football which is not made for corporate illusions and i think that's going to just put a damper on the campaign which is why i'd rather say let's get the season over with whatever you want to do in the summer let the tours continue however with that being said i do enjoy the rugged pace and style, the fact that the Premier League, aside from international breaks, goes from August uninterrupted until April. Let it happen. Um, 
Cam's points are very valid here, but I, I just I hate internet. I hate Briggs in, in general. Uh, I'm kind of a football addict. Maybe I'm being selfish. Maybe I'm a loser, but uh, I can't stand another break. I just just let the boys play. Um, okay, Cam's view is basically much, very much. Um, it's kicking the can, basically just kicking the can down the road. So you know, uh, Cam, you said earlier, you got, it's basically pushing the workload to later in the season. So. Um, Aaron, would you agree with that? Or do you think it's a welcome break? Maybe another long trip in Spain, warm weather, climate. Will this help Klopp or be will, it, will we, not just we, but everyone else, be worse off? It's too much of an unknown at this point. It hasn't happened. I think a lot of the throwbacks, the, 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 the old older head guys will probably scoff at this. And for me, I'm the same like Stan. I, I love football. It's already stressful and almost depressing when we have the breaks now, not, not to be able to see Liverpool. Um, yeah. So, and that's what I think makes, amongst uh, several things that makes the Premier League what it is and why it's so difficult to come here and why you see guys <clears throat> like Obama Yang, even though I know it's halfway through the season, coming in and being in kind of for a rude awakening. You know, it's it's a tough league, and I think that's part of it, not having the break. You know, you really test your body, um, you know, physicality and, and your shape and all that. So, yeah. No, I, I don't want the breaks, man. I don't want the breaks. We already could potentially have VAR, which is going to change the game massively. Yeah. And to add that into, it's just like, uh, uh, you, you're taking away a lot of the essence of the game. So, uh, no, no breaks for me. Play, play on through. I know Klopp probably wants it. You know, a lot of other managers do. But, uh, no, nah, I, I think we got to just keep keep that part of the game the way it is now, personally. So, uh, breaks from the game and a lot of breaks in the game as well due to VAR. Because apparently, right, right. so much, um, so much stop start, and then there's so much delay in the game where the referee has to consult the video technology, and then no one knows what's happening, and so on, so on. Okay, we're not going to talk about VR. Okay, I'm reading a comment on our website. Um, someone said this. Pierre, Pierre says, instead of a mini warm weather break in Spain, the Premier League clubs will be off to the Southern Hemisphere for a lucrative tour. So maybe this jives with yeah. what stand with what you're saying because you know yeah okay great they've given us this break hey opportunity to make more money somewhere else take the whole mm-hmm. squad there and do it capitalism capitalism it's gonna it's it's it will be the death of us all but at the I think that might happen future. yeah I think that might happen that might happen okay guys um my gosh we uh we have come to the end believe it or not. All things have to come to an end. Okay, closing thoughts. Anyone? Uh, Aaron, Cam, uh, Stan, in this order. Closing thoughts. Uh, just looking forward to the, the Porto match. I'm, I'm really kind of looking ahead. I hate to do it, but I'm really looking forward to the Man United yep. match, to be honest. But but um, but Porto is the next team up, and um, that's that's the one. And again, just um, last thoughts is just I, I really, really appreciate how, how Klopp is, is keeping his team together. Not letting anybody get too high, getting too low. Yeah. He's only focused on the game. You know, when they bring the stats to him, oh, Salah's amazing. This thing is, well, if it doesn't continue past this, then it means nothing. So yeah. I love how he's just keeping everybody in check, as well as the fans. So that's a good thing. Okay, Cam. Uh, yeah, no, um, I'm looking forward to the Porto game. I want to see a, just a, a little bit of rotation, hopefully see some see some new faces, maybe Woodburn, Solanke, Klein, just to kind of get them back into things, uh, keep some players fit. Uh we get we got more more games coming up, so I don't want to see uh, us trying to push too too many too many players into playing too many minutes and having 
having some injuries uh, laid down uh, laid down the stretch. So yep. uh, hopefully we yep. get some some rotation and then keeping people fresh for for the rest of the season. Uh, I want to uh, absolutely smash Man U uh, coming up here in the next couple of days. Maybe get a little bit of a, a distance between uh, us and us in third place, and then uh, roll on from there. Yep, super excited. Oh, last thing, <laughs> Carius, keep it up, my man. <laughs> giving him, giving him the run of games. Don't take him out for another well another game. Yeah. Starts for the rest of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, Steno. Um. Has anyone known if uh, Dom Solanke has scored a goal yet this year? Just preseason. A, just a Pre- yeah. preseason, right? Okay, all right. He's been he's been Clear unlucky up. though. I'm, he's been unlucky. I... He's been quite close. He yeah. Oh, close, but no cigar. Only comes in uh, horseshoes and hand grenades. I'm not from Texas, but Dom Solanke <laughs> sure is playing like it. If he doesn't score on Tuesday night, I'm done. With Dom Solanke. Okay, 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 okay. All right, talk shit on Dominic Solanke right now, Stan. Come on. Yes, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I, you know, I've been patient. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been getting, giving the young man every excuse in the world. I tell you what, stay out of the clubs in Liverpool, whatever it is that you're doing, start bagging some goals. Your start <laughs> is coming on Tuesday. I need a brace. I don't get a brace. I'm done. I'm finished. Go back to Stamford Bridge and be a rent boy for the rest of your life. Peace. You're, you're a savage. Shout out to Critty real quick too. Love you, man. Miss you. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We miss you, Critty. Uh, hope you back. He did. He did a, a, um, another show, the BVB show. Yeah, I'm kind of beefing with him about that, that, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. 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 Okay, guys, we have to go. Thank you very much uh, for joining me on the show. Another great show. Thank you. As always, a pleasure to talking talking to all of you and listeners. Thank you very much. Okay. Before that, I keep forgetting to do this. Please, please, please do subscribe to us uh, on iTunes. We are on iTunes. Uh, search forecast F O A R C C A S T, and we are also found in a variety of Android uh, podcasting platforms as well. So look out for us there as well. So, um, thank you very much once again. One and all, and I'll talk to you really soon. Take care. Bye.